What's up, nerds and muggles? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Science Report. I'm going to talk about some more mushroom science today. I find it interesting. I learned a lot of shit yesterday, so hoping to do the same thing again today. Yesterday, we learned about ergothionine, or ergo, a potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory amino acid that's produced by nature, mainly by non-yeast fungi, cyanobacteria, mycobacteria. Um, so interesting stuff. Um, okay, so in today's episode... It's the protocol of psilocybin-assisted therapy for reducing alcohol. We know about that. We talked about that in an earlier episode. Percentage of heavy drinking days following psilocybin-assisted psychotherapy versus placebo in the treatment of adult patients with alcohol use disorder. It's a randomized clinical trial from October 18, 2022. So dive into this a little bit deeper. Although classic psychedelic medications have shown promise in the treatment of alcohol use disorder, or AUD, um, the efficacy of psilocybin remains unknown. To evaluate whether two administrations of high-dose psilocybin improve the percentage of heavy drinking days in patients with AUD undergoing psychotherapy relative to outcomes observed with active placebo medication and psychotherapy. In this double-blind randomized clinical trial, participants were offered 12 weeks of manualized psychotherapy and were randomly assigned to receive psilocybin during uh, versus diphenhydramine during two-day-long medica- uh, medi- yeah, medication sessions. At weeks four and eight, outcomes were assessed over the 32-week double-blind period following the first dose of study medication. Study was conducted at two academic centers in the U.S. Participants were recruited from the community between March 12, 2014 and March 19, 2020. Adults ages 25 to 65 years with DSM, uh, stage four diagnosis of alcohol dependence, and at least four heavy drinking days during the 30 days prior to screening were included. Exclusion criteria included major psychiatric and drug use disorders, hallucinogen, uh, hallucinogen use, Uh, medical conditions that contradicted the study, medications, uh, use of exclusionary medications, and current treatment of um, alcohol use disorder. Uh, Study medications were psilocybin, 25 milligrams per 70 kilograms, versus diphenhydramine. Uh, 50 milligrams per session, psilocybin, 25 to 40 milligrams uh, per 70 kilograms versus diphenhydramine to 50 to 100 milligrams in the second session. Psychotherapy included motivational enhancement therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. Main outcomes and measures. The primary outcome was percentage of heavy drinking days assessed during the timeline follow-back interview contrasted between groups over the 32-week period following the first administration of study medication using multi- multivariate repeated measure analysis of variance. So the results are that a total of 95 participants uh, aged a medium age 46 years and 42, uh, 42% female were randomized. Um, 49 psilocybin to 46 diphenhydramine. One participant was American Indian. This does not matter. Um, 
Psilocybin administered in combination with psychotherapy produced robust decreases in percentage of heavy drinking days over above, over and above those produced by active placebo and psychotherapy. These results provide support for further study of psilocybin-assisted treatment of AUD, autism. <laughs> Here we go. On to the next one. Oh, no. What have I done? gone a little too far back in my history here Let me pull up my page again i'll check with you guys see if anyone has any calls or questions yeah i was wondering about yeah just benadryl um <laughs> a muggle is anyone who's here's an interesting that's an interesting question you asked uh, who are you calling a muggle so a muggle is technically speaking someone who is not well versed in a subject like someone who doesn't know much about something and they're kind of like the opposite of a nerd that's why i say nerds and muggles so a nerd is someone who knows maybe way too much about something and a muggle is someone who doesn't know enough about something but fun word i love i love both of those words um back to the mushroom science See if we could learn something cool. Because we kind of already knew what was in that last study. We kind of, I mean, that's kind of easy to predict. We It's kind of classically established science there. Ooh, uh, this is interesting. Classic psychedelics and human-animal relations. Wait, what? Wait, I don't know if that means what I thought it meant. What? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Previous research has found associations between classic psychedelic use and nature relatedness, but the link between classic psychedelic use and human animal relations remains largely unexplored. Using data representative of the U.S. adult population with regard to age, sex, and ethnicity, this pre-registered study assessed, assessed lifetime classic psychedelic use, ego disillusion during respondents' most intense experience using a psych uh, classic psychedelic, and three measures related to human-animal relations, speciesism, animal solidarity, and the desire to help animals. Okay, this is so cool. The results showed that lifetime classic psychedelic use was negatively associated with speciesism <laughs> and positively associated with animal solidarity. No association was found to with desire to help animals. Interesting. Ego disillusion during the respondent's most intense experience using classic psychedelic was negatively associated with speciesism, positively associated with animal solidarity, and, and desire to help animals. The findings indicate that classic psychedelics and ego disillusion may have an impact on human-animal relations. As these results cannot demonstrate causality, however, future studies should use longitudinal longitudinal research designs to further explore the potential causal link between classic psychedelic use and human animal relations. Well, that was much more innocent and wholesome than I expected it to be for a second there. And yeah, of course we know that. I mean, this is a lot of kind of science confirming what we've known for a long time, but that was a really cute study. I got to say that was an absolutely adorable study. I don't, re I don't regret reading that. Okay. Let's see, we have microdosing with psilocybin. Psilocybin mushroom dosers demonstrate greater observed improvements in mood and mental health at one month relative to non-microdosing controls. Chronic treatment with psilocybin decreases changes in body weight in a recent model of obesity. Um, natural language signatures of psilocybin microdosing. 
Interesting. Let's check this one out. Serotogenic psychedelics are being studied as novel treatments for mental health disorders and facilitators of improved well-being, mental function, and creativity. Recent studies have found mixed results concerning the effects of low doses of psychedelics on these domains. However, microdosing is generally investigated using instruments designed to assess larger doses of psychedelics, which might lack sensitivity and specificity for this purpose. So the objective is to determine whether unconstrained speech contains signatures capable of identifying the acute effects of psilocybin microdoses. So determine whether unconstrained speech contains signatures capable of identifying the acute effects of psilocybin microdoses. Interesting. Natural speech under psilocybin microdoses was acquired from 34 healthy adult volunteers following a double-blind placebo-controlled experimental design with two measurement weeks per participant. On Wednesdays and Fridays of each week, participants consumed either of the active dose or the placebo. Uh, features of interest were defined based on variables known to be affected by higher doses, verbosity, semantic variability, and sentiment scores. Machine learning models were used to discriminate between conditions. Classifiers were trained and tested using stratified cross-validation to compute the AUC and P values. Except for semantic variability, these metrics uh, presented significant differences between a typical active microdose and the inactive placebo condition. Machine learning classifiers were capable of distinguishing between conditions with high accuracy. The results constitute first evidence that low doses of serotogenic psychedelics can be identified from unconstrained natural speech with potential for widely applicable, affordable, and ecologically valid monitoring of microdosing schedules. What the fuck? Okay, so essentially, they are looking for language signatures of people who are microdosing psilocybin. That's a little bit terrifying. This is a little bit scary. Um, it's amazing. It's very cool. Um, specifically, the areas they were able to target were verbosity, semantic variability, and sentiment scores. So let's just go into those definitions real quick and get a solid scientific understanding of what they're talking about. Talking about verbosity. So, what is verbosity? The verbosity of these people. Let's see here. From natural language. Um, go with Verbo City. Sorry about the wait. Honestly, I cannot um, define verbosity myself. It, it comes across as like someone being like really outspoken, not afraid of verbose or wordy, using too many words. Ah, too many words in a sentence. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, verbosity, using too many words. Um, the other one was... Um, Semantic variability. So that's going to be the different kinds of words that you're using. 
the amount of the number of different kinds of words you're using and sentiment scores. Let's just kind of see how they score sentiment. I guess that means like uh, inflection, um, how uh, how much emotion they're putting on on their words, how many emotional words are being used. So that's interesting. So here next we have, uh, I'm going to check on you guys, just see how y'all are doing, see if we have any callers or questions. Nope, just me talking to myself again, that's cool. Uh, oh, absolutely still here. Oh, we got a whole crowd in. What's up, guys? Feel free to ask any questions you guys might have. I'll dive into more definitions and whatnot if we need to. And without any further ado, we have molecular mechanisms of psilocybin and implications for the treatment of depression. Molecular mechanisms of psilocybin. We want to check that out. Yeah, I think we should check that. It sounds kind of interesting. We'll check that out. So therapeutic deficiencies with monoaminergic antidepressants invites the need to identify and develop no novel rapid-acting antidepressants. So ketamine and esketamine are identified as safe, well-tolerated, rapid-acting antidepressants in adults with treatment-resistant depression and also mitigate measures of suicidality. Uh, psilocybin is a natural-occurring psychoactive alkaloid non-selective antagonist uh, agonist, I'm sorry, at many serotonin receptors, especially the serotonin 5H2A receptors and is found in the psilocybe genus of mushrooms. We know all this, blah, blah, blah. Current, uh, so the pharmacodynamic mechanisms mediating the antidepressant and psychedelic effects of psilocybin are currently unknown, but are thought to involve the modulation of serotogenic system primarily through agonism with the 5 the 5-HT2A receptors and downstream changes in gene expression. It's also established the indirect effects on dopa, dopaminergic and glutamatergic systems are contributory as well as effects at other lower affinity targets. So along with the direct effects on neurochemical systems, psilocybin alters the neural circuitry and key brain regions previously implicated in depression including the default mode network and amygdala. The aim of this review is to synthesize the current understanding of the receptor pharmacology and neuronal mechanisms underlying the psychedelic and putative antidepressant properties of psilocybin. And they, I, I don't have the full article here. So say it's published in psilocybin. Let's see if this actually takes me to the link. Nope, just takes me straight to the journal psilocybin, which is cool. Or at least stuff from, yeah, this is not, Super helpful, but um, looking into that, looking forward to that. Um, harnessing psilocybin antidepressant like behavioral synaptic actions of psilocybin are independent of 5HT2R activation in mice. Aha! So here we see um, the anti okay, let me go a little further back, okay. This is a whole new article. Depression is a widespread, devastating mental illness. There's now exciting evidence that the psychedelic compound produces blah, blah, blah. We know how psilocybin exerts its therapeutic actions is not known, but it's widely presumed that actions require altered consciousnesses, which is known to be dependent on serotonin 2A receptor 5-HT2AR activation. This hypothesis has never been tested, however. We therefore asked whether psilocybin would exert antidepressant-like responses in mice, and if so, whether these responses required 5-HT2A receptors um, activating. 
So using chronically stressed male mice, we, poor dudes, we observed that a single injection of, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's just terrible how, what scientists do to mice. Uh, we observed a single injection of psilocybin reversed and anhedonic responses assessed with the sucrose preference and female urine preference tests. Okay, so it reversed the anhedonic responses. Okay, sucrose preference. Okay, so they would have some really hedonistic, wow, responses to, ooh, that's interesting, to uh, sugar and the female urine of rats, you know, where they would normally go after some sugar, chase down some female urine, uh, chatting, you know, chasing down some you-know-what. Um, it actually reversed anhedonic response. Oh, okay. So they had anhedonic responses. Okay. I'm sorry. So what happened is they, they chronically stressed out these male mice to the point where they did not, uh, enjoy sugar or find interest in female urine, which is extreme depression. Uh, it's so sad. That is, I don't even know how, how did they do that? That's so sad. Um, but they found that psilocybin reversed the anhedonic responses, which means they started to go back towards it. So the anhedonic response to psilocybin was accompanied by strengthening of excitatory synapses in the hippocampus, a characteristic of traditional and fast-acting antidepressants. Neither behavioral or eclectophysiological responses to psilocybin were prevented by a pretreatment with 5T2A receptor antagonist uh, Kedinserin, despite positive evidence that Kedinserin's, uh, despite positive evidence of Kedinserin's efficacy, we conclude that psilocybin's mechanism of antidepressant action can be studied in animal models and suggest that altered perception may not be required for its antidepressant effects. We further suggest that the 5-HT2A receptor independent restoration of synaptic strength in Corticomesolimbic reward circuits may contribute to its antidepressant action. So, 5-HT2 receptor, independent restoration of synaptic strength in cortomesolimbic reward circuits. Okay, so restored strength in the reward circuits. And that's pretty cool. A possibility of combining psychedelic compounds and a 5-HT2AR antagonist offers potential means to increase their acceptance and clinical utility and should be studied in human depression. Well, bravo for this study. That was That's real science right there. That is some real fucking science. And shouts out to those mice that whatever they went to, whatever they had to go through to just to fucking legitimize the efficacy of psilocybin, something that's long been established. We are torturing mice just to convince people that mushrooms are good for you. So I hope you muggles are paying attention. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh yeah. The paywall, the 12 foot wall, much appreciated. Um, I really appreciate that resource. I have used it already since I think you recommended that a few days ago and it has been a major resource, much appreciated. Um, 
yeah, I've heard about it in the past, but I haven't used it until you said something about it the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll use that thing. So, hell yeah. Effects of ketamine, optical isomers, psilocybin, okay. In rats, so they're testing some psychedelics in rats. Stability of psilocybin and its four analogs in the biomass of the psychotropic mushroom psilocybinensis. Interesting. Four analogs in the biomass. Let's see what those analogs are real quick. Ah, psilocybin, psilocin, baocysteine, and norbaocysteine. That's what they are. And uh, erugenacin are tryptamines structurally similar to the neurotransmitter serotonin. Psilocybin and its pharmacology active, uh, pharmacologically active metabolite psilocin in particular are known for their psychoactive effects. These substances typically occur in most species of the genus psilocybe. Even the sclerotia of some of these fungi known as magic truffles are of growing interest in microdosing due to them improving cognitive function studies. In addition to microdosing studies, psilocybin has also been applied in Sclerotia, that's kind of interesting, has been uh, a little bit applied in clinical studies, but only its pure form has been administrated so far. Moreover, the determination of the tryptamine alkaloids is used in forensic analysis. In the study, freshly cultivated fruit bodies of psilocybe cubensis were used for monitoring stability, including storage and processing conditions of fruiting bodies, furthermore, mycelium and the individual parts of the fruiting bodies, caps, stripes, uh, sorry, caps, stipes, and the basidospores were all examined. Uh, concentration of tryptamines in final extracts were analyzed using ultra-high-performance liquid chromatography coupled with mass spectrometry. No tryptamines were detected in the basidospores, and only psilocin was present at 0.47% uh, at, at weight. The in the mycelium, uh, the the stipes contained approximately half the amount of tryptamine alkaloids, uh, 0.52 weight percentage than the caps, which had a percentage of weight percentage, or I'm sorry, one percent weight percentage. Uh, however, these results were not statistically significant as concentration of tryptamines in individual fruiting bodies is highly variable. The storage condition showed the highest degeneration, degradation of tryptamines was seen in fresh mushrooms stored at negative 80 degrees Celsius. The lowest decay was seen in dried biomass stored in the dark at room temperature. Interesting. So fresh mushrooms, yeah. Fresh mushrooms, just kind of in a cool, damp place or kind of like a warm place, it'll degrade the, the fastest. And if you keep them in a dark room, nice and dry, they should <laughs> keep long for a non nice long time. That was a fun study. Thanks, nerds. <laughs> Letting us know the best way to store our shrooms is pretty cool. We need to find a way to put psilocybin in our drinking water. Amen, dude. If we could replace fluoride with psilocybin, just like a microdose of it, how fucking great would that be, dude? Oh, my God. It would just make all of life much better forever. Like, it's kind of, I, I, I think there might be some kind of, like, mildly toxic 
component to psilocybin, but at very, very, very micro dose levels, even over extended amounts of time, I don't know. That's, in, that's an interesting question. Like what would that do for humanity and uh, human biology? Ayahuasca chemtrails. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm totally into it, man. Just put my face at the end of the jet turbine. Um, man, we're only half an hour in. I'm like tired of reading. Anyone have any questions or um, recommendations for a future science episode? Because uh, I've been doing a whole lot of mushroom episodes because I think it's funny. Um, and uh, not only funny, but this mushroom science is actually the cutting edge of science. It is some of the most nuanced and cutting edge science you will ever come across. Um, highly unexplored, a uh, lot of ground to cover there, especially in the psychedelic realm. And so thanks for tuning in guys. I hope you guys all learned something useful or at least interesting or entertaining. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. I'm going to open up a room after this just for a random chat. We can talk about whatever we want after that. And I'll see you guys.